Hi, everyone, and welcome to Commentary for Cylon, Season 1, The Baltimore Plot. This is uh, Episode 3, Good and Bad Aren't the Same as Truth and Lies. And I'm your host, Darian Lindell. I'm the writer and executive producer of all things Cylon. Uh, and with me today are two of my favorite actors, and that would be Caitlin Francis and Matthew Middleton. Say hello. 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 <laughs> and and um, Caitlin plays the mysterious Leah Fox, who is this real life con woman. Uh, and Matthew plays Charles Babbage, who, among other things that he may be famous for, hated calliope music. And um, so welcome, <laughs> Caitlin and Matthew. Um, I want to know, Caitlin, um, do you remember how you came to be associated with this project? Yes. Uh, director Megan Arnett uh, auditioned me and I read for, I don't think I even read for Leah. I read for Ada mm -hmm. and that's all I read for. And I thought I had totally bombed it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> That young woman is obviously going to be Ada. Look at all these amazing people. I'm going to go home and I'll look for another project. But uh, she called and I was thrilled to participate. So, yeah. And yeah. I, um, my, my family is actually from outside of Lilydale and has uh, strong connections with some of the families that are in Lilydale and all of that the sort of spiritualist stuff so it was fun to dive in <laughs> i don't know that i knew that that's so interesting and that's like uh -huh. where the fox family or like the at least the, the spiritualism movement is like near rochester right yeah dunkirk is actually it's just dunkirk is just outside of of that area as well and that's where my family is from my mom's side mm. yeah cool i didn't know that um, and how about you, Matthew? I think it was early on for you, like one of the first public readings, although I'm not 100% sure you played Babbage in that one. Maybe I you did. think, I feel like I've always played Babbage. Um, you just are Babbage. I'm unlikable. Um, I, I, I remember the, I think my introduction to the show was a, just a table read at some sort of, I remember like, it was like a lodge type of place in the U district with like big wooden beams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was, um, it was, uh, one of the board members, one of their houses. Yeah. And then we were down in, uh, down in Rainier somewhere like in a Grange of some sort. Yeah. The Rainier know. Valley. And, uh, and there was a blast. It was great. And, um, so yeah, when the auditions popped up, I was like, absolutely. I want to audition. <laughs> And there you were. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start listening to the episode. And um, so this is a spoiler warning. We're gonna spoil this episode <laughs> if you haven't listened to it. We may spoil the rest of the play. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we're gonna say yet. Um, so spoiler warning. All right, let me see if I can uh, get this to work. Tuning in. Uh, Derringer Pistol Company is proud to sponsor this audio performance of The Secret and Impossible League of the Noosphere, presented by Live Girls Theater and Pendant Productions. The Henry Derringer Philadelphia Pocket Pistol. Not every I have to admit, I was, is a I felt a little weird about Pioneer in small pocket advertising a gun. <laughs> Putting a gun advertisement in your show? Yeah. 
<laughs> Dear world, mm-hmm. stop it mm-hmm. so that we can play with fake guns and be feeling safe about it. I love that it's a it's a pocket pistol. That's eight inches. Power- a powerful eight inch pocket pistol. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's discreet. <laughs> Horrible comment that I'm not going to make. Good, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Brandish your pistol in style to show off the unique scroll work, or use the long barrel. I definitely had. I was like, well, if I'm going to go for it, I need to make it a metaphor. I'm going to have her use the word penetrate like three times. It will penetrate show is this i know this is dirty i'm not sure my father is gonna appreciate it (laughs) yes hello listeners hello welcome back to the noosphere hello listeners through the power of ideas tonight's episode entitled good and bad aren't the same as truth and lies is the third in a six-part adventure called the baltimore plot Let's enjoy what our narrator, the ghost ship Mary Celeste, wishes to share with us. I think today. this is the only episode where the title of it is the is something someone actually says. If you can hear I, I, I feel so honored. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sure. Last episode, detectives Kate Warren and Alex <laughs> were in the midst of foiling a heist I hope when Lord Byron spirited Kate into the Noosphere. Our clandestine I hope she's say the wrong her an invitation to join. Do I? I probably said the wrong line at some point, and then that's what they used. <laughs> now <laughs> we're doomed, and I recorded it wrong like five times. <laughs> Rather late in the evening, mind you. That was the hard part, like coming up with a different way to say it and keeping it a clean recording and not yeah. knowing what somebody was going to do before or after you. Woo! Yeah. Her first yeah. visit. It was a real different experience uh, than uh, than rehearsing a play where you're where you're bouncing it off, uh, you know, bouncing your performance off of somebody else. Oh, for sure. And it's the first radio drama I've done like that because I'm part of a radio drama company and we go in the room together. And even in the pandemic, we were in the room, quote unquote, together. So we were in separate booths, Mm. but we were interacting with whoever was in the scene with us. Yeah, same. I've, I've done the same thing for a different drama series podcast. And yeah, it's so weird when it's just you and just saying the lines and then the next line. Yeah, I know. And trying to remember like, that's not my okay, put myself back in the play. <laughs> and where was I and what were we thinking and what was the intention of the moment? And to recapture that, and, yeah, yeah. And lie. I found are you all about are you proud of it I never lied to you yes. are you proud of the way yeah the yes I'm really stops. proud of it I think well, that the the right director <laughs> directors did a great job of well, translating it it was a really now. difficult hmm. process to go from I thought a man would come between us a, essentially it's like a visual like medium that. to an Mr. to an oral medium because it's and I'm not a good woman is that you know there's just so many things that I've I never you know to be one you want to ask questions? Thought that Not would be who owns meant to be visual, to and so I had to rethink them completely. I'm not sure I did it completely, you know, 
Like I might, I might change things now, but you know, it's done. So <laughs> we can't futz all the time. What is it? It's a, you know, arts of work are never finished. They're just abandoned. Yeah. Or Peter Schaffer. He still rewrites his plays. He's like, they're, I'm not dead. So neither are yeah. they. <laughs> I like that. See? <laughs> Look, oh, I don't know if you remember this. During the show, I kept being like, do I call it what it is, tantalumed? Or do I just, is that too, like, nerdy to get into the, which earth metal it is? And then I, so I was like, oh, I get to put it in a footnote. Yay. <laughs> I don't think anything is too nerdy anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's true. I say as I drink out of my Godzilla cup or King yeah, Kong yeah, cup while yeah. wearing my Cylon shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my debt to you is paid. I never considered it a debt. We're friends. Aww. Go. Sleeve now. Before my boss comes. Oh, it's hearing music. Are you hearing it again? Because I'm not hearing it again. Oh, yeah, I'm hearing it. You're not hearing uh -huh. it? Damn. Well. No. Uh -uh. I hate waiting. Well, the rooftop door's locked. When this mud sill comes out. Will be ours. I got to add the word mudsill, which Have got me, made me very excited. From George is that a fish? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. is it's slang. It's serious. That's good. That's good. I'm start using it. In the private security. <laughs> what a mudsill. It does sound like a fish. From a steady income, we could take the more interesting cases, ones for people who can't generally afford us. Got it. I'm not interested in the railroad business. Wait. We've never spoken about your politics. I don't really think now is the best moment, Mrs. Warren. <laughs> I would support any idea that furthers your private interests. What are you talking about? Just that you aren't alone <laughs> in preferring the railroad that runs underground to those that run above it. Footnote. As early as 1844, Pickerton's home outside Chicago was a regular stop on the Underground Railroad. End footnote. To be clear. I understand you perfectly. What I need clarified is how, how do those footnotes work for you, Mr. Pinkerton? I like them. They're making me feel guilty because I'm like, should I have remembered that? Did we learn that? <laughs> I don't have the men. There are so many things that didn't make it in <laughs> to the, you know, that once the first that was part of the joy of being able to add the footnotes. The agency's reputation would do the rest. Hmm. Plain clothes, huh? Well, now there's an idea. I. That's another thing that um, they, I think they, um, the Pinkertons invented is maybe the wrong word, hey, but they, the, the idea of plain clothes detectives. Oh. I like it. I say they did. Action. 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 Fifth. <laughs> Bam. Pow. Lie down on the ground and keep your hands above your head. I will shoot you down. We've got the bag he was carrying. Mark Fox. That, that translates really well, actually, because yeah. that's such a beautiful visual on the stage show. Yeah. But it still sounds good to me. Out front. We'll send Timothy for the constables. So about the railroad. Mysterious Timothy. About it, Mrs. Warren. That's all I ask, Mr. Pinkerton. That's never all you ask. <laughs> Hey now, mister. Don't get all wrathy on me. Let's go meet the constabulary. Don't get wrathy. Oh, I wouldn't push her if I were you, boy. <laughs> I rarely... Boy. Boy. 
That was constabulary. I know. I like how you can have so many more people alluded to that don't have right. to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your cast grew by 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> references in Rochester, New York to mathematicians or scientists or artists in 1856. You have looked through all of them, Ada. Drat. Hey, Demogen. Was it you I sensed in that train station, Charles? What were nope. You looking for? It was Leah Fox. <laughs> oh, I guess this is, I wouldn't call you villains, but you're in, this is the antagonist it's episode. antagonists, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're kind of right. I always... <laughs> I'm not. I'm never quite sure if the league is actually on the side of good. <laughs> Anybody with that kind of power, you mm. gotta wonder. Yeah. Hey. That's my hologram voice. You didn't even say goodbye. Yeah, right. He didn't even say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Do you hear that like slight like wobble in the background? I love it. Yeah, I love that hologram wobble. So good. It play the 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 audios are placed so well. Yeah. I can't go into the details, but we have a plan. We? I'm going to bring her back, darling. Footnote. <laughs> Charles Babbage, considered by many as the father of the computer, married his sweetheart, Georgiana Whitmore, against his family's wishes. The marriage was a very happy one, but tragedy struck in 1827. Yeah, Babbage is always a sympathetic character to me, but I think Leah's intentions are actually much more noble than his. Mm. Alexander yeah. And his beloved wife, Georgiana. That's true. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a very self-rooted purpose. Yeah. I mean... It, in a sense, she does too. She just can't, you know. She doesn't want to. She doesn't can't stand the idea that there's a world she's not part of, right? Yeah. And I think she's got kind of a a chip on her shoulder that she's working through. Yeah, or rather, not working through, working working over other people to get through. Her altruism is damaging. Yeah. I never it's... wondered why only sinister species can enter the noosphere. Imagine if anyone could. If She's a definitely a, like a to the world of ideas, uh ends justify the means mm-hmm. uh, kind of person. What if these deviations I think they, they both are for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I, his his sort of equity speech here, I think is like I, that's that's a wonderful side effect. It's not really mm-hmm. what I'm much less numerous than those using no data at all. I have to try. You've built another engine. Who wrote your algorithms? She's so I jealous. <laughs> She's not you. Who wrote I'm your algorithms? He manipulates it. Who? Who is this woman? If one is blessed with the power of invention, many will always be found who have the capacity of applying principles. Yeah, that is such a thing to say. Anybody can do what you can. You think you're yeah. so special. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dad thing to say to a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mr. Tesla harnessing ideas? That's true. That's enough. Oh, Charles. Whenever I was when I was writing it, whenever I like kind of lost the thread of where 
what I was going through, I had I kept coming back to like father daughter relationships because ah, I felt like that was really the key, the core of the, the show. And an anomaly. oh yeah, please don't call me that. What do you mean, mon petit canard? Absolutely. We prefer I call you by Babbage's. And she just switches from one to the other here. Stop, just yeah, please. yeah, dad and stepdad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lady Lovelace, did you touch the copper finial? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Look, the oh, Noah's yeah. saucy. We've always known this. Oh, yes, it's true. And we have a new anomaly. Uh, let me transcribe it. She he walked in on something. something <laughs> I'd love the ripoff sound. Ah, what in the blazes? I felt that. I felt the deviation. Perhaps I oughtn't to have touched your finial, Mr. Tesla. The more in tune we become with the noosphere, oh, the more possibilities are before. Sorry! <laughs> Currently, we need Mary Celeste and the engine to travel, but theoretically... Oh, I love this theme. The music. be as simple as thinking. We need only have It's beautiful. Answer. Where did it come from? This is um, uh, written by Michael O'Truk. Contact Mrs. Warren. Oh, he's so good. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was actually in the... If I connect Miss Warren's hairpin to the Intermission? It should. I'm not sure where it was used in the original production, but um, it's one of my favorite pieces. Hello, Miss Warren. Oh, this is spectacular. Yeah, hologram number two. Were you able to yep. do the task we set you? Yes. Pinkerton operatives now protect the railroads. That is excellent news. So, is the Noah Sphere back to normal? Is it all over? Father, here's the transcription. It says the Baltimore plot. Will you interpret it for us? Of course. No theatrics, please. I'm not in the mood. Fine. <laughs> the number of times been said to me, oh, I can't even heart. tell you. <laughs> heart. Heart. Oh, the bleeding drops of red. Where on the deck my captain lies, fallen cold and dead. No theatrics there. No. Oh, my. Oh, no. One of the great things I think about this is that um, with that, whenever anyone has a synesthetic moment, uh, they have a specific instrument that plays while they're having their synesthesia. So, and it's a different instrument for each person. And that's just like a lovely like addition to this um, production. That is lovely. Abraham Lincoln's assassination is not a deviation. It's not? That was very poetic, but not very actionable. Fine. It means... There it is. It means a plot <laughs> to assassinate President-elect Abraham Lincoln before he takes office on his contemplated passage through Baltimore. Always so complicated to, to try and express the that dramatic import of Abraham Lincoln getting assassinated when every, he's like so famously assassinated, but you have to understand that it's before, right? So it's like, how do you stress that? Then the political experiment known as American democracy will fail. Ada, not you too. Sit down, my dear. I'm fine. You are clearly ill. I will be the judge of my own comfort. American democracy is a pivotal idea of the 18th century. It becomes a dominating political force. No, do you remember uh, the first uh, the first scene where Kate goes into the noosphere? We called it the exposition scene. 
this was like oh, right. exposition scene number two. <laughs> Before yeah. it's like let me let me do exposition for the noosphere itself, and then this one is like let's do exposition for the plot. After Lincoln is elected president, the South will secede, and rather than allow that secession to go unchallenged, Abraham Lincoln will lead the country into civil war. Damn the devil! But if this isn't a deviation. If Lincoln is meant to die anyway, and there's no way to avoid a war, then why does it matter to the Noosphere if he is killed now or later? Good question. In 1862, Lincoln will deliver a speech that becomes known as the Gettysburg Address. He will redefine the Civil War as a new birth of freedom that would bring... And then we don't care if he's dead. <laughs> right. Then we don't care after that. Yeah. No, then it's like... important. <laughs> so see, no, it's important that he, he stays alive for as long as he does, and then he dies when he does. Both of and then we need, to, we need to cut that guy off. Cut him off! Cut him off! Yeah. I rather think rather undersells the case, my man. But if Lincoln dies now, in Baltimore before the war begins. Then the South secedes without resistance. The American experiment fails in its infancy and, and four million do music. I like that. That I know. You and Mr. Pink. I want more. I always I just want underscore my whole all the time. Life. Yeah, just in life. Just underscore. <laughs> I, I I frequently feel that someone should follow me around and just underscore everything going on. Yeah. Drama. Only to let him yeah. die later. Give him the right time and place. When I win the lottery. And dies for a great cause at the perfect moment. Both the man and the cause become greater yet. Ah. Lady Lovelace, are you? Which Byron did really say about himself. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, that's perfect. Because <laughs> it's when he went to go fight in the in the Greek Civil War. Of course he's not. I dismantle it. War with Turkey. Don't don't take it apart just yet. Could Babbage have caused this? Not without another engine. She's don't take it apart. I want to talk to my other dad. Or with some conducting resonator. It is possible. You always blame him. Ada, it's admirable that Babbage loves his wife, and I'm grateful to him. He was there to be a father to you, and I couldn't be. But Chose not to be. I died when you were nine. My mother locked me in closets for hours if I expressed a thought she found too poetic. She hated you that much. I was five. She you also like tied her to a board and like not didn't let her move her hands and yet I it's just saved you. oh my god not, yeah, it's not good the woman he loves from an early death i think uh parenting abilities are very different than the now <laughs> yeah. she was just like stop trying to be a poet we live inside time you're five already you gotta be please we must mature together step up yeah, I've met five-year-olds. They were terrible poets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see why she tied her up. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Charles, I hope you know what you're doing. Oh. <gasps> oh, my. What is happening to the noise field? <laughs> <laughs> Which will that leave our intrepid adventurers? Remember this. Nothing in the Noosphere happens by chance. You were meant to hear this story. Next 
time on the Secret and Impossible League of the Noah's okay. in the yeah. Baltimore plot. Mrs. Warren, this is Abraham Lincoln. Mrs. Warren. Delighted to meet you, Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> Imogen! Imogen! I'm not that delightful. Somehow, she, no, yeah, um, Lincoln just looks like Imogen Love. <laughs> in my mind. There have been threats. Yeah. Yeah. Cast in a play, are you, Leah? My dear. I have just been making a new acquaintance. Have you met Mr. John Wilkes Booth? I haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> the pleasure's all mine, ma'am. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Pendant Productions would like to express our thanks to our stars. And I would like to express my thanks to you. I'm going to tell you right now, the southern accent was easier for me to do than anything else. <laughs> because because I have this uh, neurological thing that happened with the COVID. And so mm. talking can be difficult. But the minute I throw an accent on, I have no problem at all. Oh, oh that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe you just need to live in, with an accent from now on. You just got to decide. You're going to be like Scottish or something. <laughs> I've been British for very many years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My son makes me be British quite frequently. But yeah. So those were fun. Songs on a dark street, Good. a tale of the past, waking up tomorrow yeah. in the mouth of madness. The well, and there's also that ability to elongate words to insanity calling choose mm. choose distinctly where you're being condescending. <laughs> always always key. Um, oh, I uh, Caitlin, I wanted to thank you for um, introducing us to um, to uh, Harry Nile and um, and yeah. those, those folks. They were they were really helpful in getting this off the ground. So and that was all thanks to you. Please visit our friends at Jim French's the I completely forgot and just clocked that Roy was the announcer. And that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Find your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with uh, Jim French directly before he passed. I worked with him for years. Oh, man. Um, and a bunch of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really lovely group of people. They're fun. And, and I'm so glad that you had that. I, I know. know how. Unions can be awesome and they can yeah. also be really hard. And it was such a chaos yes. during, during, the, yeah, during the pandemic. It was really yeah. difficult to figure out like, who's doing this? Who, what? <laughs> Who has authority here? Exactly. It's a play. It's a radio thing. It's a, it's a script. It's a not script. It's a, yeah. Well, so crazy. Um, yeah. Do you have anything for Harry now that you, that uh, we should plug for you? <laughs> Um, I just did a recording, but of course I can't remember the name of it right now. <laughs> of course. Right. Cause I didn't prep you for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm actually, I'm actually Dina of Dina rising. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. The, the show Phoenix rising and I'm the mm -hmm. lead detective Dina. All right. Dina rising. And I, and I miss, we haven't done one in a while. Um, but I really love that play. It's rooted in, um, in, in uh, on the reservation it's got a native american sort of uh some writing to it there's um lo lots of lovely cultural things that mm. have come out of those ones um the writer is curtis takahashi and he's a local here and uh yeah and All dina right. even has her own facebook page i wish her happy birthday every year it's great <laughs> all right phoenix rising well look uh thank you for that thank you both yeah. for spending uh spending your afternoon with me and um 
Uh, I love you very much. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Looking forward to the next one. Woo-hoo. Yes, sir. Indeed.